everybody. Welcome to Show Me Ho. Welcome. Wow, Shufang, how's it feel like to be recording three episodes in one week? <laughs> Shit, that's what I was thinking <laughs> as well. Yeah, Great minds think alike. I know, right? It's, it's quite insane. I think we have to give a round of applause to ourselves for being able to come up with so many topics in one week. I know. Yay. We love the sound love- effects. I know. And I just love how we are tooting our own horn. Like, good job <laughs> us. Pats ourselves on the back. Pat, pat, pat. We need to, considering that we don't have that many listeners to, <laughs> to make us feel um, encouraged, we have to encourage ourselves. That's not true. That's not true. You mean the listener part or the... <laughs> to be honest, I that's, I feel like we should be more optimistic about this whole listener, viewership, not viewership, but listenership, listenership mm-hmm. part of the situation. Because I'm sure we have our real friends out there who are just simply couldn't find any ways to reach us. No, right? I think, I mean, to be fair, we have zero efforts in marketing. So what can we say? <laughs> It's all right. We know you're out there and we love you so much. Yay! Round of applause for these people. Thank you so much for supporting us. And we are our own best supporters. Can you imagine doing this on your own and then you have to say this about yourself every week? At least, you know, we have each other, so it's not too bad. Do you mean this is what you do for your other podcast? No. (laughs) (laughs) With a new guest, you're like... Welcome on board and you know we have a lot of I have a lot of listeners. I know right you can just you can just fake it till you make it. Mm, I like that spirit. <laughs> yeah, we we are almost there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So today we'll be talking about something real important that has been on our minds since we have become adults. <laughs> Wait, that's, that's not so much to unpack with that statement. Like, when have you become adults? <laughs> okay, I realise it's something that, actually, to be fair, it's something that we have been thinking about since we were kids, or we were told to think about since we were kids. Okay, so, give everyone a hint. Remember when you were a kid, and then in drawing class, or in writing class in school, there will be this topic that's, uh, draw your dream, what is your dream? What do you want to be when you grow up? What's something that you want to do for your job? And that's what we're here to talk about. What's that elusive dream job that we've been thinking about since we were kids? And what's that now? Yeah. Is this concept even real? How do we find it? Dun. And... Oh, I got to do the da-da-da-da again. Um, um, oh, shucks. I can't find it. Which one is it? Oh, crap. It's the wrong Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, Yixing has mastered the art of playing the sound effects. It's okay. It's a work in progress, you know. Give mm-hmm. her some time to grow into this position. Yeah, it's uh, it's on my portfolio as like uh, my 1,000th side hustle. So. Mm-hmm. I believe in you. Okay. I will make it. Yes, you were saying. Yeah. For real, so we have been talking about this as well for a long time now. Like it, way before we even started the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Just whenever we're having discussions with each other and with our friends, the idea of finding the dream job or finding, I don't even know, like, I think right now, for example, people who are graduating or even when we were graduating back then, trying to figure out what job to look for is really, really difficult. Mm. Because 
for me at least when I was going to graduate and it felt like at that time it felt like this one job that I'm going to find right off the bat when I graduate is somehow in some way going to define me mm-hmm. and the person that I'm going to become. Yeah, in fact, we put so much attention on it that we try to work backwards and think, okay, what am I going to study in in university? Because that's going to lend me the job that I want that is going to define me. And I guess one thing is also that whatever you study in uni doesn't actually lead to the job you're going to get. It does a bit, but not really. So I think it's actually a long process of of trying to figure out what exactly you want to do. And I think these things change in life as well with your um, with your environment and with your priorities. Yeah. Completely agree. So for people who don't know what they want yet, or even like us, I, I honestly think you don't have to put so much stress into trying to figure out the most important thing. And let's just talk about the idea of the elusive dream job to begin with. Yeah, before we head into our conclusion, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's share a bit. Um, okay, we're going to delve into what other people have been saying about this whole idea of a dream job. So I was doing some search and of course, as my uh, favorite go-to, which is the front page of Google, <laughs> the definition of a that dream job. Researcher. I know, right? Come on. If, to be fair, this is the most... Um, this is this is the best form of research because it shows what everyone is seeing. Like we're all looking at the same page, so it's actually quite telling of what's popular. Yeah, or like the things that people are consuming because we all end up seeing the same thing, and that is okay. This definition of a dream job from this website called Evolution. So this person is a is a life coach. Yeah, career coach. And he defines a dream job as uh, using your natural gifts to make a difference in the world. And he says that everyone has gifts they have been given and it's up to you to identify what those are. This is why it is so important to know what your gifts are and who you are meant to serve. So a few keywords, having, having natural gifts and having to make a difference in the world. That seems to define a lot of what people will consider a dream job to be able to have the lifestyle that they want while doing something meaningful, like meaningful to the world and to themselves. I think that the definition definitely brings some good points. Like for example, you don't really want to be doing a job that you are shit at, that you clearly have no ability for as well. But the fact that it's coupled with the idea and the concept that you need to make a real difference and be doing something really meaningful... I think that part is scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it also it's also in line with the whole idea of being a unique individual and that there's something that only you can do in this world. And can you imagine if you're brought up thinking that way and you realize that whatever great idea you had for like a new startup or whatever new project and you realize that shit, there's already someone else doing it. And... Maybe you're not that special. But the thing is, does it really matter that much? Like, do you have to... Is that your whole identity? That you have to make this amazing thing so that people can know you for for that? Mm -hmm. And your point about 
having your identity tied to your job is also something that a lot of other people have been discussing as well. So for example, in this article that I've read, which is titled, Workism is Making Americans Miserable by Derek Thompson. He defines workism as the belief that work is not only necessary to economic production, but also the centerpiece of one's identity and life's purpose. And the belief that any policy to promote human welfare must always encourage more work. Mm. And the whole point being that children born in today's age, we are all like weird from our teenage years to make our passion our career. And if you don't have a calling, we are told not to yield until we find one. Yeah, this idea that your identity comes from your productivity and what you can do and serve to the world and the thing is that even if it's if we're we're talking about productivity it's almost not enough to just be let's say um just do a so-called regular job you know let's say if you're a a doctor like you have to be the best doctor or you have to be known for something like why can't you just be a normal doctor i think that's also quite crazy that we have to we have to be so special and find that calling I think a doctor is a really difficult profession, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean, be the best doctor? I was thinking more of like a regular job, you know, like supposedly less barrier to entry positions would define a regular job. For example, a cashier, a waitress, a receptionist, maybe that's a regular job. I think a doctor is a really high bar. It is, but I think it doesn't really make a difference because, okay, I think the thing with cashiers and things like that are that. Rarely do people take it as a a long term career. I I'm sure people work as cashiers, but um, most of the time it's a part time job, a stepping stone. Okay, maybe a barista. Okay, like you can even as a barista, there's a difference between like just a part time barista and someone who has won awards all over the world. And I think we do give a lot of credit for people who have who make themselves stand out, which which is great, but. Um, I think the the point today that we want to talk about is like blindly or like madly pursuing this idea of having to find your calling and achieve a dream job in your life and why that can be problematic. Yes, we have to be able to adapt some of these ideas into our own lives in a way that is actually healthy instead of bringing it to a certain extreme that makes you perhaps... I don't know, this illusion and unhappy with life and you just can't seem to find this elusive thing that simply just doesn't exist. Mm. So from your own experience of yourself and the people around you, uh, how many percent would you say are satisfied with where they are in life in terms of the job? Well, that's a really difficult question. Right, but okay, really difficult the question. percentage is quite hard, but would you say, okay, um, the general consensus is that people are quite satisfied or no like are people always looking for a change i think that quite a number of people in my life especially those from my previous workplace it i have this feeling that they have settled okay yeah that means they have weighed the con the pros and cons of the job itself the salary the employment the position the opportunities and they have decided it's good enough you know, it's not like they they, they don't have this um, 
they, they don't have this huge desire to want to be, like you said previously, to be the best in whatever field you choose to pursue and find your life's calling. So I think on a whole, more more people I know have settled, in a sense. Mm, which means they put their attention to other things in their lives, like their family or their hobbies or... Exactly. The after work hours. Yeah, after work hours, uh-huh. which I suppose we all have a lot of right now. <laughs> yeah, I would say and, that. And, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, okay yeah, I would say that uh, for me, it's kind of the opposite. I think in Singapore, it's quite common for for people to reach this um, settled state, also because. Uh, because of the the way we were brought up in school and the the kind of opportunities there are in Singapore, not to say that there aren't, but it's quite um you can feel it's quite easy to feel safe and comfortable in Singapore. That's just the the way the country is. But because I went to art school, so actually I know a lot of people who are mm, like the fact that they want to become an artist or they want to pursue art and design is already because they want to make a difference and they want to have their own ideas and opinions that they want to share. But that's not something that um, the world think that it needs in that sense. So, Wait, think, what do you mean that's mm. not something that the world thinks it needs? So, for instance, like art and all that, the things that you can use art to to point to certain things in life, like, okay, um, to talk about a, a problem in society or to entertain, or there, there are a lot of... Um, you can use art in a lot of ways. But it's not. It, it's like always the last thing that people want to spend money on. Like you wanna, you you want to get food. You want to get all these things. But mm. it's not something that people are super willing to to support. And it's it's not the necessity basically. Exactly. Like once you only after you have you are able to afford everything else in your life, then you can spend money on this type of items. Yeah, and of course it also comes with this idea of privilege. Like why should you? Um, be allowed to do what you love for a career whereas I'm like slugging away in a office cell like you know reading spreadsheets that I don't care about of course people love spreadsheets but not everyone yeah exactly I was thinking oh yeah Siobhan loves spreadsheets <laughs> it's great thanks I sound like a total geek right now <laughs> that's my brand new identity by the way my elusive dream job is to be the spreadsheet master how do you define that? <laughs> oh, I know, I know how you define that. It's like you start a company, you start selling courses about spreadsheets. Please Ooh. don't. Please that don't. Sounds, yeah, no, I'm not gonna do that. Sounds cheesy, right? <laughs> yeah, sounds bad. Okay, fine. Mm. And and in terms of where you are right now, mm. where do you feel you are in the journey of pursuing the elusive dream job, or is that something you're even looking for? Right, actually, it's it's really um, a a conflict that I have. I would say almost my entire life, because if you want to pursue art or something that's more um, personal in that sense, it takes a lot of sacrifice um, because you you are essentially selling something that doesn't really have the the value or like you have to create that value in the world where it's not it's not like a value that people already perceive mm, do you get what i'm saying yes yeah. i'm also wondering now like now that you've brought up this point whether the idea or the concept of 
a dream job also includes one of sacrifice. Like yeah. you need to be able to dedicate your whole life to it, you know, like go against all odds, you know, and be able to come out a survivor and emerge victorious, something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay, that's that's a really good point. I think there's definitely the element to it and it's also one of the selling points of this whole concept because that whole heroic image tied to it. Like I went through all this different, the, the journey of the hero, you know, with all these different trials, and then finally, I have I reached my goal of my dream job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. Back to my own story, which is that it's a conflict because, um, if I want to do, if I want to like carve my own path, there's a lot of sacrifice to be made. But at the same time, I'm also like a very materialistic Taurus, so it's very hard <laughs> for me to give up. <laughs> I'm just like throwing a horoscope into this. <laughs> topic that we are discussing about dream jobs like just so you know i'm a taurus yeah because horoscopes are so scientific and so right i know know? (laughs) so relevant yeah that's so relevant Mm -hmm. uh yeah i'm a materialistic taurus and i like to drink my coffee i like this and like that Mm -hmm. so yeah i i have a lot of material desires and it's it's hard to give up on that and like having a stable job is it's very attractive as well. Like, do oh, I sure. really want to spend all my, um, like, let's say if I have a full-time job, to spend all my after hours working on this side project that I never know when it's going to take shape. Yeah. Mm. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so I would say that, honestly, I'm still trying and, yeah, trying to see what, if if anything could work. Because, um like being in a a full-time job i don't know it's it's sometimes the idea of being at one place for 10 years kind of scares me like it scares me too (laughs) yeah so it's it's scary right like because it feels that it really does give you your identity in a way yeah and people see you for for your job title like, are you the manager are you like the director or, or are you just some like small mm-hmm. fry that they don't need to talk to yeah like are you a doctor are you an insurance agent are you a waitress i yeah i think it's mm. it's really unhealthy in that sense as well especially in singapore where people tend to judge people based on what they do yeah i mean people always ask like what what do you do? What's your job? And and then the conversation goes from there. So, yeah, it's hard. That's true. And when you mentioned the point about the fact that we have to give out a lot of sacrifices in order to, we have to, no, we have to sacrifice a lot of things in order to find the elusive dream job. I think that brings us to the next point about what the reality really is of trying to find the elusive dream job. And in the same article that I discussed previously, I think one point that's really important is the point about he, the, uh, the, uh, the author, yeah, the writer, he wrote this point about how millennials are meaning junkies at work, which means that like all employees, millennials care about their income. But for this generation, a job is about more than just a paycheck. It's also about the purpose. Mm. And I think that itself leads to many loopholes for big companies or corporations to exploit young people in general in terms of underpaid internships or underpaid whatever employment positions these young people want to try to get. And also, 
a lot of times we forget to think about the practical restrictions of needing or uh, of requiring requiring a gainful employment. Like you said, you also we all have our wants and needs, right? In terms of what we need for our material lifestyle. And this all goes into the consideration in terms of finding a job that we are happy at. Yeah, can I just say, okay, uh, the materialistic part. Um, it, it's something as simple as being able to hang out with your friends and, and you know, go and eat, eat out, buy presents for your friends and things like mm-hmm. that. If you kind of, like, you don't really want to be tied down by not being able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you need to have the freedom, like not even saying that you want to be a millionaire and you want to be able to like fly expensive first class flights to exotic places in the world. You just want to be able to meet your minimum requirement to be satisfied with, you know, social life and living in, well, for us, we'll be living in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but of course that, that also, um, that your how much you can you can spend your spending power will affect the kind of mm, the kind of friends or like the kind of activities you can do as well um okay so but going back to that problem or like the reality of finding the elusive dream job i want to add that it's not just big corporations but in fact even more i think startups or or this new things that are also very exploitative. Not just speaking from personal experience, but... <laughs> Sorry, I just had to like, oh, okay. Laugh my ass off, mm-hmm. but really, because the thing with startups, um, or in fact, in like the art and design world, a lot of people are also trying to do things on their own. And it's mm-hmm. cool that there's this great energy that people are willing to, to create new things. But there's also like a very real question of money, like who's gonna pay for this? Like how 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 long do you have to um suffer getting uh like less than <laughs> less than normal, you know, paycheck. Minimum wage. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is that if you are never gonna get funding then maybe it's just not the right thing. I don't know. Like, unless you really have a lot of resolve and you can see it through and maybe it can become something, which is like everyone's gamble. Yeah. Finding a dream job is a gamble in a way. Yeah. So how has it been for you? So you've Mm. made one career change, right? Yes. So now you have like two different tracks. (laughs) Once again, we are representing the entire slice of society. (laughs) No, so I'm... (laughs) On the other hand, I'm working for a full-time salaried position and I was in my first company for about three years. I stayed way too long and then now I'm in my second company for almost almost a year now actually. And I think for me, I, yeah, I'm trying to think actually in terms of the timeline from when I graduated, did I feel like I have, I needed to find a dream job per se? To be mm. honest, when I graduated or like when I was about to graduate, what I was thinking of is really just the practical considerations of whether I can find a job. Yeah, yeah. In terms of finding a dream job itself, I think, yes. So at the start of this year, I had a certain idea of what and where I want my career to go in the next couple of years and what kind of company I want to join and what role I want to be. And then now about, you know, five months later, I actually do feel that 
I have a shift in my mindset. Mm. And I think that with where I am right now, there are happy days and of course there are unhappy days. And overall, what's important to me is that I actually see the opportunity to grow and still learn a lot of things. And that itself gives, gives me enjoyment and satisfaction from what I'm doing right now, this moment of my life. Right. And I remember you said that you enjoy having, um, making the relationships with your clients. And was that something that you expected from, from doing a job or like something that you expected you would uh, enjoy in a job? So the point about how we all have gifts that we need to nurture and discover, I think all of us at some level knows what we are good at and what we enjoy. So you have, if you think about like how to find a dream job, you know, you start with a list of all the things you enjoy doing and all the things that you're good at. And then from there, you test your hypothesis, which is also in response to your question. It's the same way for me. Like I know that I like talking to people. I like nurturing I hate the word nurturing relationships but you know it is what it is and then now I've done it and I know that yeah it's true I really do enjoy that and of course I'm sure there'll be situations where you thought you like something and it turns out to be false Mm. but it's this idea and yeah this idea of just discovery right I guess that's what internships are for as well to to test something before you commit like the different um i think one thing is also that with a lot of jobs we we see a lot of the hard skills but sometimes you don't really know what are the soft skills there are that are required there and even though right now there are a lot of talk of how soft skills are really important but um a lot of times you don't really know until you're on the job to see like what kind of soft skills are required yes yeah I, I think my problem is also that I'm interested in so many different things so I actually right now that's why I'm also trying to take this time to explore the possible things like, I do feel that um, I should explore now and see what I actually uh, yeah like you say what I enjoy doing and what I'm what I'm good at doing like to me that's something very important it has to be something that um, I am not struggling to do because otherwise it would be quite miserable as a job. Definitely, definitely. It's like, can you imagine like you love singing but you're so bad at singing and then you try to be a singer? You know, I always wonder <laughs> about that. There are also a lot of movies or, or um, you know, this concept that is uh, widely propagated by the media that if you try hard enough, you can make it. And... Uh, yeah, sometimes Ooh. I wonder about that. Like, do you have to try hard enough? And like, how hard do you have to try? Back to our previous episode about persistence being a virtue. Ah. I think that, honestly, I think that, yeah, like the conclusion from last episode about knowing when to give up. I think this applies definitely to finding your dream job as well. It's, how difficult would that be for someone who doesn't, who can't sing to try to be a singer? Yeah, I guess at some point you just need to accept the reality but it's it's good to try but you know maybe give yourself a timeline and see what you see what you can make out in that time 
And I feel like actually deep down you won't know. Like whether you can do it or not, you won't know. And especially if you can't do it, like you kind of will know that you're really not good unless you're delusional. Ooh. <laughs> Is that most of our listeners right now? <laughs> <laughs> we are so aware, okay, are we? <laughs> yeah, we are highly self aware and empowering young women. <laughs> In society. Okay, I feel so gross every time I say that. Maybe I should stop. <laughs> but, okay, so back to the idea of discovering and self-exploratory. That's also, I think, a different angle that we can approach the elusive dream job. Because I think sometimes, especially maybe when I was growing up, I have this perception that a dream job is static. Mm. Like, it's this one job you somehow identify magically and then you grow up knowing that that's going to be your dream job and then you get your dream job and then you love it. Yeah, we were saying that it actually it's... There are so many similarities to a relationship. Like, it's bad if you have this ideal that you think is just there and then you're going to... It's going to magically appear in front of you one day. But the, the truth is that a lot of times... Like, I think very few people in the world have a clear vision of who they want to be from day one and they just go in that track. A lot of times things change and I think that's okay. Yeah, it's, it's not real. You grow up and then you change. I think it's quite impossible to find someone who has, who's going to be constant for his, enti- his or her entire life. Mm, yeah, I mean, and if we think about it, the the whole work world, the the like the we keep talking about the future of work like jobs are not really the same anymore and what you like a lot of jobs don't even exist anymore so it's quite hard to say that this is what i want to do and then for all you know by the time you're at an age where you can pursue that someone else has really done it yeah that's true so i think what's really important is it's really being able to adapt and find enjoyment from various things that you are good at doing Mm. Okay, what's this Harvard Business School article that mm. you put in Okay, so this HBS article is, well, the title is pretty... Wait, hold on. <laughs> now I'm lost. I'm looking at the spreadsheet again. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oops. Is yeah. It, there are two, right? I don't even remember they're the same one. But anyway, the point that's being made is that in the article in this study, they found that people, the y- the happiest young workers, were those who said that they preferred careers that gave them time away from the office to focus on their relationships and their hobbies. And I think the biggest message that's being that she wants to share is that work is not life's product, but it's currency. And what we choose to buy with it is the ultimate project of living. Mm. And I think Hmm. that is basically thinking about everything you tackle in life, including your work, as a totality of how and where you're going to allocate your resources. And your resources will mean your time, your energy, your attention. Because if if in order to pursue that amazing, elusive dream job, we are giving up everything in our life to slave away and have minimum have paid as below minimum wage and you're actually not really that happy for the pursuit of something that is you can't see it like you can't see in the foreseeable future at all then is that really is that really going to make you happy 
Yeah, right. I think especially if you are exhausting your relationships with your family, with your friends, then it's it, it will really be time to like reconsider your decision. Yeah, that's that's my two cents. <laughs> well, I wanted to share a quote from this Japanese drama that I watched. It's called Unnatural. It's mm. a really good drama. It has like pretty high rating, and um, the story centers around um a few forensic scientists. So they cut up dead bodies to look for the cause of death. Yeah. So unnatural is, um, because they look at unnatural deaths and they're supposed to find the reason behind this unnatural mm. deaths. Okay. Yeah. So in one of the episodes, um, the main character, the male main character, who is an intern at the forensic scientist, um, the lab, asked the main female character, who is the one of the main doctors. Uh, so he asked her, like, honestly, I don't, I'm still a university student and I don't know what's my dream yet. And the doctor, the female doctor said, actually, I think it's unnecessary to have such, to use such big words like dreams and to think about your future. Can't you just have little goals that you want to achieve? Like, I want to buy this bag. That's why I'm like working hard to get this bag or I want to go on a trip. So I'm working hard to get to that trip. Um, and so, yeah, she's saying that what's wrong with living like that? Why do you need to have like a big dream when, especially when you, you feel like you don't even know? Maybe if you don't know, then you don't have it and it's okay not to have it. I really like that. Remember how we discussed starting this podcast as well? Is we didn't really know what we wanted to do and what objective of, what objective is. Mm. And we decided like, you know what, we're just going to start that, this and then we can have so-called reviews and some discussions along the way to see whether we are enjoying what we are doing. And I think the biggest problem right now is that with this idea of an elusive dream job is that we are always looking at the future that's, yeah. that's so far away, that's not realistic, that you can't see it. Whereas we should be looking at the here and now. Yeah. Like, are you happy now? Yeah, and, and the thing is, it's easy to... Um, Put all your put all your hopes uh, in something that's not really real, quote unquote, not really real. Like you have this idea of a of a dream job. Okay, not um not trying to offend anyone, but really, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, how are we suddenly so PC? <laughs> but I do feel that um it's the same as having an ideal type or like an ideal person you want to date, uh because. It's not. It's not really real. You're probably never gonna find it, and then, and it's easy to blame things not happening on something that's, that's in the future or that's not real. Whereas, like, if you are actually putting your, um, energy into something more concrete and in front of you, then you have less excuse when it, when you don't achieve that. You know, for instance, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to, uh, save five thousand dollars to go on this amazing trip. Uh, but I spent it on something else, so it didn't happen. But that's like something that you can control more of, right? As compared to um, a dream job that might not even it might not even exist. Like this thing, this amazing difference you want to make in the world might not exist yet. So if you don't achieve it, then there are a lot of excuses for you. What do you mean by excuses, though? Um, because okay, so like when thinking about your goals and all that. You know how people always say you need to make measurable uh, 
something that you can measure to see whether you achieve your goals. So if you, I think if you have a really, that's what you call elusive dream job or so, like this mm. thing that you're grasping for, then you don't really know how to measure or, or like what even to be grappling at. It's just there. And then I think it works great as a motivation, but then it's also like, you don't really know if you're moving forward, I think. Mm. Like you will be unhappy at something that you can't pinpoint what it is exactly because it actually simply doesn't exist or... Or you, you don't know, like you, do, you just don't know yet. So mm. it's very hard mm. to... I think it's very hard to um, be happy from that because or gain satisfaction from that when you don't... You can't even define it. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But I think it's great to have that as a, a motivation. So... Last time, one of my dream was to live for at least one entire year in Japan. And in 2015, that dream came true. So, like, I remember it was uh, really dramatic. Like, I arrived with all my luggage in my dorm mm. in Japan. And then I sat down on my things. And, like, the moment I sat down on my table and I stared at the wall and I just felt like, okay, this feels really empty. Like, okay, now my dream has, has come true and what's next? So it's like oh I had, damn yeah it and it hit so fast because it was a great motivation for me to like work hard pass my exams and then get there but once you reach there then you realize you have to think of something else to motivate you you know when you say that when you say that so I finally reached Japan I was gonna say cue the applause music <laughs> and then finally yeah like and then it felt empty <laughs> okay damn but but I get it though. Like, yeah. that makes so much sense. Exactly what we are talking about, which is that you can't pin all your hopes and dreams on realizing this one thing that is most probably go- not going to be able to proportionately bring you the amount of joy and happiness that you expect. And even if it does, it's not going to be sustainable because you have achieved it and then period, no that's it. Yeah, and and it's like what we're saying about how it's not it's not the end goal, you know. It's not like a happily ever after. Like, what does it even mean to to have found your dream job? It's supposed to be a present continuous. You know, when I first joined my my previous job in the beginning, I was like, oh my god, this is like so amazing, and it's like so fun and so great. And to be fair, in the beginning, it was until mm. it took a turn. But it's like you never know, right? It doesn't mean that in the beginning it um it was it was bad. It was good, but it became not great afterwards because it shifted. So even if you say that you found a dream job, it's like can you present continuous in long term do this and still think that it's great? I like that. <laughs> good summarizing. <sighs> okay. We have reached our well, conclusion. <laughs> yes. Now we are at our conclusion. Everybody be ready to hear our wise words. First of all, Let's play, play um, this clip from Afterlife, which is about how this guy is trying to get over the death of his beloved wife. And in this clip, he was talking to an intern about how he has approached work because of the decisions he has decided to make for his life. It's not a waste of time. You work in it. It is a good stepping stone. And you can go on and do anything you want. I didn't, because I didn't want it. I didn't do overtime, try and get promoted or get a better job in a different town. I just, I just wanted to get home every night 
spend every available minute I could with Lisa. And I made the right decision. How mushy! Are you gonna start crying now? Oh, I'm gonna start crying now. <laughs> the reason why I really like this quote is because it appears to me to be like the antithesis of how we should approach looking forward these days, which is to make it your identity and to make it consume your life or be your life. And sometimes it's okay if that's not the decision you choose to make for yourself. Which is difficult, of course, because there's so much noise out there right now, and then you're constantly comparing yourself to other people. It's like even if you're happy, you start to look at someone else, and you wonder, okay, am I really happy? Which is you know messed up.、Mm. You know what's also difficult? What? Finding an employer that <laughs> shares the same mindset and don't think that, oh yeah, you need to do work and beyond hours, and we do late nights and whatever. Wait, hold on. Is this like your trauma speaking again? Not just that, actually. Oh, okay. Maybe it has just been a lot of my experience, which is crazy,、mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, that's crazy though.、Mm. But it is quite common these days to have that kind of expectation.、Um, I think especially in startups,、mm. to feel that well, if you're not giving your all, how can you expect any kind of returns? That's true. I think, yeah, it's it's the whole. The the this way is so popularized right now. This way of thinking, that we should give it our all. Otherwise, like, what are you gonna do with idle time anyways? Is not, what is the word for it? Like, it's not、um, valued. Yeah, idle time. Yeah. Oh, it would seem like you're you're not a contributing member to society just because like you're not doing enough. Like, how much more can you do, right? Yeah. Crazy. Mm. Yeah, I want to、sh- uh, also share a quote by our good friend who came onto the show last week, Lin Sha. Shout out to、Ooh. Lin Sha. Yeah,、um, remember she told me last time to just make a decision and stick to it in terms of a job,、um, because obviously I've found it difficult to find something as a job to do, because it's hard to have something that、uh, aligns with your interest and pays okay. And you know, it's it's just impossible. So she was telling me that why don't you just find one that you think you can be okay with and just stick to it for a while at least. Yeah. So I think that's quite important as well. I think so. Yeah, that's pretty good advice for someone, especially I think if a lot of people right now who are listening, which is no one, <laughs> nah, I'm kidding, who don't know what they want, you, yeah, like you say, you just have to try it and experiment. And I think very importantly is that you have to have the right expectations going into anything actually. And if you have the right expectations, then you you can't exactly be. Of course, you can still be disappointed and you still choose to leave after. But if you have already prioritized what you want in your life and you have the right expectations, it's easier to find something that you can enjoy doing. Yeah, yeah. Can I just end with this quote? Personal thing that I think about passion, which is yes, that please passion is not doing something that you love, but it's doing that thing even when it's difficult and you don't love it. I think that's real passion. That is that that's like that's the same as being with someone you、oh. are not obviously constantly <laughs> happy with all the time, right? 
Yeah, man. So I guess it's all the same, you know, relationship, job, blah blah blah. <laughs> Ooh, so wise! Look at us. Look at us. Good we've, job. We've learned, on the back. <laughs> we've learned so much from doing this podcast. <laughs> it's like a therapy session for ourselves. Ooh, it's nice. It is. So nice. I guess our real advice for everyone is that you should start your own podcast so that you can have therapy sessions for yourself, and they are free. So you are welcome. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy this amazing time with yourself. Indeed. Bye. Hello.